Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil I can see your guts. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Well, I just pictured, like, you know, I was really in the mindset of like being a demon during that intro mm. and so i pictured a demon would say that too like a just recently disemboweled like fool in hell or something well demons you might know what i'm talking about i think i do i i'm interested in demons once i saw hereditary <laughs> i just thought this is interesting hereditary is the killer yeah well we're not alone boys speaking of demons <laughs> We have someone with us in the... Uh, we're basically in this... We're recording in this demon's beautiful home. Yes. It's Adam Christie. Hi, everybody. Super dope comedian. I'm the, I'm the friendliest demon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canada's friendliest demon, Adam Christie. That's, that would be... Well, from last year, but are you going to enter the contest again this year? <laughs> well, I think if you win it one year, you're not allowed to win it the next year. <laughs> but do you hate how you have to like ask your friends to vote? Like You have to pester them like every day? That's actually what I'm the best at. I got a lot of friends. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I, <laughs> I think the climate is right for a sitcom about a super sweet and friendly demon. Ted Lasso of demons. Yeah, and yeah. everyone to have a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mike, holy shit. A demon with a nice mustache. Yeah. Aww. Finally, a demon from New Brunswick. Mike. <laughs> Has Ted Lasso made you have that emotion? Like, have you watched much of it? I've watched exactly zero seconds of it. I don't, huh. I haven't watched a single episode. Because now you're such a man of the United Kingdom that I feel <sighs> like you yeah. should be watching these shows. You actually As, owe it to the UK. I owe it to them. As a yeah. fellow fish out of water to the UK, you're basically Ted Lasso. I should, you know what, before I go next time, I'm going to watch the whole thing and then walk around and say, Ask me about Ted Lasso. <laughs> Uh, I'm from North America, and I'm in the UK. I'm basically him. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know? Wow. I never thought yeah. about that. Mike yeah. is like real life Ted Lasso. He's yeah. he's yeah. in England. He's yeah. a, he's a bit unsure of the bushy mustache. <laughs> yeah. You, you do um, uh, you fun dances like Ted Lasso yeah, got just... famous for that viral dance. Yeah. You know, oh really, Mike? Yep. You in have, the show, you have <laughs> crippling anxiety and panic disorder. Yeah, yes. which is a real yeah, problem. Yeah. Yes, because yes. you want everyone to just be having fun all the time. <laughs> That's been yeah. feeling great. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I have talking. anxiety because I want you to feel great. <laughs> no, that's like what Ted Lasso's about. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I was talking about Ted Lasso with my therapist not two days ago. Are yeah. you serious? Well, because I was talking about panic disorder and how in Ted Lasso, whenever Ted Lasso has a panic attack. He has this like rigor mortis, like with his. Have you ever seen him have a, a panic attack? I've only watched season one, so I guess I've seen him, yeah, panic. He, like, but then he I've wins at darts or something. What's that? Yes, he panics, but then he beats everyone at darts. Oh, I don't know about that. Or no, maybe the girl does. Someone does. No, he no, did. he's a, he does. Does but he I, does he self harm when he's having no. a panic attack? Yeah, he cuts no, the underneath his, of his leg. His, <laughs> his, <laughs> <laughs> he, he cuts his own Achilles heels for some reason. <laughs> he can't play football, but. Man, can his team. No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Season two, he's having panic attacks. So you can yeah. relate? Well, no, I can't relate because his panic attacks are so... It's written by someone who's never had a panic attack before. Right. Yeah. I was saying to my therapist that I've never seen, like, in film or television, no one ever... You never see someone in, like, a TV show, like, yeah. silently 
on Reddit seeing what the um, symptoms of early onset MS are. <laughs> yeah, which is the real panic attack. Uh, it'll probably be in some tourist will do it on White Lotus season three. <laughs> you know, it's what? more like a cool. Mike White. Uh, deep dive, yeah, like deep find. I feel like the writers of Ted Lasso. Yeah, you're right. I had never in the funk a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I had never had panic attacks, and then during the lockdowns and COVID, I started to. I think just going crazy being in my apartment. Yeah, and I same thing. I I was like, oh, I think my heart. I think I have a heart problem, and I went to the hospital and they checked it all out. And it was, yeah. I told you, Chris, and yeah. your wife, Kathleen, yeah. said, I think he's having just a panic attack. And then I was like, that's what a panic attack is? I thought I was having like a heart, my heart was falling apart. Yeah. yeah. And then once I knew what it but was, I stopped having them. you me credit too? I totally Sorry. stepped you through what a panic attack is. I had massive Sorry panic attack. Uh, no, no, I'm just joking. But I had massive <laughs> panic Sorry for attacks. complimenting your wife. <laughs> I, I remember I recommended it was a heart me. transplant. <laughs> <laughs> it was me better than <laughs> Kathleen. You're right. But like... No, but I remember, like, I had ma- massive packet, 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 <laughs> Pac-Man. I had massive packs of panic. You know when Pac-Man has a, a panic attack and everything goes blue and he chases the ghost? Yeah. That is scary. That's scary. Yeah. Ted Lasso yeah. never nailed that. But when you were having massive panic attacks. Packet, Pac-Man attacks. Yeah. No, but I was in my early 20s. So I did it early and I got it out of the way. And now I feel like I'm a master. And I've I have ridden along friends who are having panic attacks. Maybe it wasn't you, James. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I don't think so. Because <laughs> Aaron and I are also like <laughs> classic old school panic attack pros, and I feel like we were both talking to you about it. You probably that's probably true for whatever yeah. for whatever reason. The but you were like late to, very late to the game. Head. I hadn't had them before, like yeah. two twenty twenty one. But that's really good. Yeah, and I haven't had since. Yeah. Knock on wood. Did the doctor say you're probably just having a panic attack or did they take you very seriously? I went to the ER and they ran a bunch of tests and they were like, everything's normal. Um, Maybe there's a little heart thing. Go get that checked out, which scared me. And then I went to the cardiologist and I wore um, a pack with with, for for a weekend. I wore a a monitor with like um, those sticky things on your chest. And I hung out while you had this on you. Maybe. And then um, he said, I'm fine. (laughs) <laughs> and I had a catheter on and a dick ring. Um, <laughs> you had a plastic bag duct taped to your ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he needed that. To catch your shit, to study it. Did the doctor yeah. make you set up a camera over the toilet just to make sure? You could <laughs> and inside the toilet. Yeah. Looking up. Uh, it's just, this is a standard thing we do it. for yeah. heart problems. Just It's a toilet cam. Just, just use it. <laughs> Um, We're going to put a little doctor inside your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are those, ghoulies? Well, ghoulies come out of oh the toilet. Oh, my God, oh, a yeah. ghoulie with yeah. a stethoscope around their neck. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. a ghoulie? Oh, a lab coat? Oh, Google oh, uh, yeah. ghoulies, and you'll it. see a little Can't monster coming out of a toilet. It was Is a it series like a- of movies, horror movies, and they look like little... Mup, like um, bo- remember Boglins at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They looked like those, and there was little demons who, and the front, like the poster in the VHS video cover was like a little green, bald demon popping out of a toilet. And as a kid, seeing that, it was terrifying. Wow, damn. Well, happy Bell. Let's talk, everybody. Yeah. And just to wrap my story up, my heart was fine. It was panic. Like I said, it was panic attacks. <laughs> He's wearing a little suspenders. Too. <laughs> Adam's looking at a ghoulie. He's into Scott. I, the, <laughs> yeah, it's the poster for Ghoulie. 
He kind of does look like a rude boy. While, while we're laughing at the ghoulie, James is like, and the heart uh, doctor said I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's good that yeah. you had a clean bill of heart we health. Are glad Thank you. For you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It was a good learning experience. Sometimes a panic attack even just comes when you're diet's been out of whack for like a couple of days and you haven't slept or something it's nothing too crazy sometimes yeah you just mm. got to drink water and have like a big piece of beef head on over to the <laughs> discord and type in a very detailed story of your first panic attack we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> i think there is a area of the discord stress problems yeah there are people people talk about it yeah this is a beautiful wow we have a beautiful community, and as a guest, we could. You're welcome to join. We, we recently just bought property in Manitoba, <laughs> and we're building a big sort of not church, but you know what I mean, <laughs> like a sort of big church. Yeah, on the property that we're going to live at for sure yeah. and yeah. record out of. But people who sign up for the Patreon and are members of the Discord yeah. are more than welcome to come and join us. Live in it. Yeah. How, and how much? What's We're, what's the tier of Patreon that you have to join to do? Well, it's that? like fifteen percent of your income uh, <laughs> per month, and a little extra. We, we have Zoom class. Like yeah. we're gonna have Zooms with people, uh, and you did. Yeah, it's yeah. like this sounds know. like a men's group. It is kind of a men's group. Women are welcome as well. Yeah, right. But also, if, if men are in the Discord and their partners are not, their female partners are not, they we we do kind of like encourage them to bring their female partners. Will the they property. be provided with new partners at the farm? We decide all that. <laughs> because actually, celibacy is growing, and we yeah. want our male listeners to come to the to the to Manitoba, be celibate for a few years, and yeah, yeah bring your wife. Give it a and shot. Whatever, bring your wife. If you're celibate, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll be figure celibate. something. If you're celibate for a yeah. few years, and you're still stressed, then we'll relook at it. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll. I guess the men need to do their own thing, yeah. and then us three and the Ladies, we'll do yeah, our yeah. thing. But we kind of have our own barn. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a listener, let me just paint the picture explicitly. You're living with a bunch of other celibate men in a big, not really well-insulated barn in Manitoba during the winter. And you get to really know yourself and other men and talk in a way that we in modern society often can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, so 100%. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> So yeah, that if, does that answer your question? And, and we're in a nice warm house with your wives, <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a That's huge the- TV. <laughs> <laughs> like it takes up one entire wall. Yeah, PS. Whoa. We've got yeah. PS Five and Switch, popcorn machine, oh, uh, pizza oven, like a stone, like oh, a stone that. pizza oven, margarita machine, margarita Whoa. machine. Dude, we have a room with our own green screen in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you just pumping out content? Too. Oh, yes. 100%. yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And yeah. the podcast is still going. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, and like really funny content. Holy yeah. shit! Like every day we make three incredibly funny sketches a day. <laughs> And it's like in living color, that, like <laughs> level humor. So like in one, I'll go to Chris. Um, hey, sir, what do you do for a living? You know, and Chris will make yeah. up like. Uh, uh, I'm a fireman, but I just got fired, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll go yeah. from there. Yeah. Plus, plus the, the best thing is we've bought off the local cops. So there's no problems, no knocks on the door in the dead of night. You know, no uh, arrests, no, no perp walks. Mm-hmm. Huh. Damn it. Well. Yeah, well, technically, I mean, there's a lot of things that we kind of are hoping to skirt around in regards to laws and taxes etc because mm-hmm. we're kind of finding that uh yeah our joint like agreement on what evil men is basically all about is it's kind of like a religion a little bit in a way in a way i'd yeah. fully just lean in to say it's a religion 
We're working on it. What would you say would be like one of the Ten Commandments of the evil men religion? Uh, thou shalt not come into the house when we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> thou shalt stay in your uninsulated uh, barn <laughs> with the pigs. <laughs> I think the men. Is, we eat a lot of bacon on this yeah. plant. That's how do your cho- chores in the barn. <laughs> you know what I like the idea of too, just to have the men reconnect with sort of simplicity. Yeah. Remember in Mad Max, those guys with the shaved heads, like all the men oh, should have to yes. shave their heads. No yeah. body hair. Yeah. Wear kind of mm-hmm. just very baggy yeah. clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Silver teeth. Yes. Silver lips. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't wait to join you, men. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, I'll yeah. be there. Yeah. Adam, well, you could be the leader of the men in the barn. I don't really want... I kind of just am for whatever you guys are into. Okay. That's great. I'll bring my wife. She can go to the barn and whatever. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, Sounds good, Adam. Some pigs in a barn. Sounds kind of fun. Tell her. Like, look at this place. It's a fucking dump. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just because we threw our jackets this way and that. No. Well, you piled them neatly on a, on one of our chairs, one of our West Elm um, floor series but chairs. But Adam has a banging house. you got to admit, they piled up. It's a big pile. Yeah, that's true. Adam has, a, Adam has a gorgeous house. His TV yeah. is huge. Yeah. He's got art everywhere. Really nice couch. Incher. Yeah, you can bring your TV to Manitoba. Yeah, maybe for the barn we can have our own TV. No. Okay. It'll freeze. <laughs> Adam, when's the last time you were in Manitoba? When was the last time I was in Manitoba? Well, I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba about three months ago. I saw two separate piles of blood on the ground. Hey! Oh, yeah. It's violent there, eh? Yep. And uh, I did a show... And it was very fun. And I had a good time and I left. And But we were in a part of town where someone go... And I always said... I always said Manitoba's great. I love Winnipeg mm-hmm. and I've always had a nice time. But I was at the show and we were like, we're good to just walk. It was late. And we were like, it's, we're good to walk just like four blocks, right, to our hotel. And the woman goes... I'm going to walk you out to your Uber. It's so dangerous on this street. What? Yeah. I wow. couldn't even believe it. She might have been a... I think so she's you're a right nervous downtown, Nelly. No, right no. downtown. No. Really? Yeah. But okay. it's cuckoo to me. Because it's no, also no. me and another cuckoo. guy. It's bad. Yeah. Is it downtown. It's, is it because it's abandoned and there are gangs as opposed to Toronto or a big city I don't that even know if they're around? organized in gangs, no, to be honest. Lone wolf uh, guys out there. Yeah. But it was the That's first time because cool. I've walked around like a drunken idiot in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. and I've been fine. But this this time, mm-hmm. people maybe it was were a really, bad part of town. Maybe I guess so. I don't know. But I love I love the people of Winnipeg. Uh, you, I love that town. Adam, I'm, I'm going to get Me you an too. Uber uh, tonight's the night that they're letting Paul Bernardo take an evening <laughs> stroll unattended by police, and uh, it's not safe out there. <laughs> Paul Bernardo wouldn't be interested in Adam. <laughs> well, maybe jail has changed him. Have you guys oh, done right. Bernardo on this pod? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it might be a little unpleasant like for department. a comedy yeah. Right. We try to yeah. avoid, like, yeah. Anything yeah. too dark that we can't have fun with. Right. But since this is your first episode on, which is crazy, because we've done, I know. like, 500 episodes now. Yeah, and I've asked so many times. Because yeah. we kept losing our fourth microphone every time... You asked and That's we had to one of the look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Or yeah. just straight up. Mostly it's just been no. Or sometimes <laughs> you've asked and I've said to Mike and James, did you hear something? Must be the wind. And then we laugh and walk away. But then we don't really come back. No. I apologize about that. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. But it's good to let's be on get now. some of your credits out there because they're really incredible. You're um, really an incredibly hilarious stand-up comedian. Yep. Funny writer. Yep. 
talented. That's basically tall, all the credits that there tall, are. Tall, full head of hair. Well, me and James started in children's television together at almost the same time. That's true. Right, you were. I was on YTV. I something? was. On, I hosted the Zone Weekends on yeah. YTV. Yeah. And you were on a sketch that, show called that's that. So weird. So weird. It's and funny we, how uh, children yeah. entertainers grow up and have the same hair and beard. Style. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah, similar. Yeah, we do to be have honest. the same haircut and same beard, don't yeah, we, a Adam? Bit. James I, is just a couple years older. Mm. Adam, can I ask? I, I think I've asked you this off mic before, but did you? And this will be for Canadian listeners mostly. Did you meet or ever work with PJ Phil, the famous YTV? Host. No, but I asked very early about him. But he wasn't there. And also I asked to and uh do you guys remember Snit? Phil and Snit? That you might be too old for that. There was a Phil had so PJ Fresh Phil mm-hmm. had a had a <laughs> And PJ meant program jockey? Program jockey. And then PJ Phil had a sidekick who was a TV with teeth named Snit. Yes. And he was an alien Terrifying. with gum all over. And by the way, I, mean, it, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't sit and watch it. If you right. are American, YTV is Nickelodeon, basically. Yeah. In Canada. Canadian Nickelo- yeah. yes. But there was interstitial programming. And when I was a kid, and I don't know if there was someone before Phil for you guys that would, like, you know throw to Rocco's Modern Life or whatever. Knowlton Nash, <laughs> the revered CBC journalist. <laughs> <laughs> but PJ Freshville was like a god to me. Like He was like the coolest guy ever. You're and from Cambridge, I, Ontario? I'm from Cambridge, Ontario. I thought it was so, he was so cool. And when I got this job, I was like, well, for a generation of children, <laughs> I, will, I might be that. That's and actually I, really... But yeah. I could walk... I, while having that job, I could walk through a schoolyard and uh, children would not give a fuck about. Which I wanted, you did many times. Yeah, <laughs> you should go. Let's do it every day this week. We'll make you walk through like a big schoolyard for the children, or go to a daycare and just go, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look who it is. But absolutely, kids didn't watch television at that time, and uh, no, no one cared. Mm. Oh, that's sad. Absolutely, no one cared. That's actually fun. It was well, a, it was at least you have job. your anonymity because PJ Phil's life must be a nightmare. He can't walk down the street without getting, you know, I would chasing say some, him. I would say something to PJ Phil if I saw PJ Phil. Yeah. I would go up to him. I was, like, I love you, man? Yeah. That's like awesome. one of those? Yeah. But I was nice. with James one time out front of the Rivoli, and a woman stopped you. Do you remember this? A woman stopped you and got you to call her son. Yes. You called a boy? I think I might I have did. been there, too. Really? That happened well, a couple of times. I've definitely been... With James when he's got that so weird fan. Tell us fandom. about the phone call. What did you say to the boy? Oh, I think Not I just bad. asked him, you know, what he looked like and <laughs> what he was wearing. No, I, do you want to come on set and uh, hang out and maybe just see what happens? No, I don't remember. A couple times, a couple ladies just asked me to call their sons. Wow. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah. not much more than that. I wish I had been maybe on t- children's television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have ruled. They would have loved you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle Mike time. Yeah. Hello, children. <laughs> what an amazing. Um, I once saw, do you remember Master T, who was oh, a yeah, much absolutely. music VJ? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I once saw him using a bank machine. Dude, oh, I, saw I saw him. him uh, you go first. Wants to, yeah, Master T stories all around. You I go. saw Master T at Loblaws, at Christie, <laughs> and DuPont buying beans. Just I beans. Saw, I saw him at wow. the gas station at uh, King and Sh- Shaw. Getting ice cream from those little ice cream freezers that you slide the door open. Damn. And it was the middle of the night. He must have a great stomach. He's good lactose, beans. Yeah, yeah you're right. And Whoa. he's thin. Yeah. But he's yeah. in shape. But he was getting night beans or night ice cream? 
Night beans. Night, night beans. ice cream for yeah. me. He was buying beans at night. <laughs> That's <laughs> the coolest way to live. Yeah. Both, both James and I saw him when he was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just saw him taking out money from a ATM. Still cool. To get the beans yeah. and ice cream. Yeah. So and it's Master, a whole story. For Americans, Master T is our... Who's the who's an MTV person? A VJ. Like an MTV VJ who had dreads Carson and... Kennedy. Carson Daly. You guys Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, I remember Kennedy. And yeah. now she's a Fox News person. Oh, really? Yeah, she wow. went right. Yeah. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? Remember Kennedy. Kurt Loder? Yeah. That no. guy, I bet that guy. It's crazy how he lasted so long because like he seemed like an old square dude kind of. Don't you think Sorry. ladies would find Kurt Loder really hot? I kind of don't know why. I feel like a surprising, I bet a surprising a lot of. I forget what he ladies like. were like. He seemed pretty Kurt confident. Kurt Loder, read me he that. He had a cool news. name as well. He did. Loder. He had a good attitude. There you go. You yeah. need a name that, yeah. I remember Kurt Loder interviewing Bono uh, during the Actung Baby era. Yeah. And he's like really <laughs> confident to Bono. And he's like, all right, so you're wearing shades. You got the dye job. What's up? Like, you know what I mean? He kind of real hard hitting, like nice. confident. Hard hitting yeah. music what journalism. Bono <laughs> I think Bono. Bono honestly did have to, you know, recollect himself. He I dyed me hair because I wanted to change. <laughs> this guy? Is it this guy? Yeah, but. Yeah, but yeah. but back in the day he, he was like, seem, yeah. he looks like Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to be cool, you need a name like like or sexy to get the girls, like Kurt you're saying. Loader, Loader literally plants sexy. a subliminal like, message in their mind that yeah. he's gonna load into you, like or John, blow a load. Johnny yeah. Johnny Squirt I, <laughs> would be a yeah. cool name. Too. <laughs> my name is Chris Locke. It literally sounds like you can't even get to my dick. I've got a chastity belt. <laughs> Christy. Oh yeah. Well, when I think Christy, Christy sounds like you're gonna, he's going to crush some cookies. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I was going more of a Christ. Uh, <laughs> Christy. You got to find Christ before you find this. When I hear lock, I'm no, thinking no. about inserting a key into it. So oh that's shit. A, do with that what so you will. A girl puts her vagina into my lock, which is my and twists <laughs> it until she hears a click. And they should make keys like, that are holes. <laughs> Hartnet is like a like a heart. Net, yeah, like yeah. you're catching like loads, catching, catching hearts, ca- catching loads, yeah. yeah. And I sound like pasta. <laughs> you <laughs> sound like a dick blasting jizz out. Bolazzo. Bolazzo. Well, the name means like that's like bazinga. Well, Is that bazinga, bazinga. In, it's, in Italian? It's the old world way of saying bazinga. It actually in Spanish means. <laughs> it actually in Spanish means like the the sh- gunshot, like the bullet yeah. that kills you. Yeah, that's so it has cool. a cool Holy name, shit. but it sounds yeah. like a clown word. And, and is that Michael your? Original name or Balazzo? It was corrupted uh, from uh, Hungarian Balazs. Right. And then, uh, In the TV show Narcos, they're saying Balazzo all the time Balazzo. when they find a dead body. Do they really? No. <laughs> Fuck! Michael Balazzo. <laughs> um, if you were Michael Balazs, that would be cool. I would be six foot three. I'd have blonde, long yeah. flowing hair. I'd have a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'd have... Uh, Your family blew it by panicking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, pe- do people assume you're Italian? All, my whole life, yeah. But you could have been like Michael Anderson or something. They didn't panic too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Anderson. Mike would Michael never Anderson. be Michael Anderson. <laughs> Michael Anderson. There's, Michael Bellazzo could not be Michael Anderson. That is a, qu- <laughs> a name could not suit you less. If I had to be had to work with like the Witness Protection Program and they gave me like, yeah, Michael Anderson, I'd, I'd probably blow my cover immediately. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? When did you decide to go? Were you Michael as a child? Um, yeah. Children aren't Mike. You don't no. call a little kid Mike. And then I was like, Michael? And no. I, I've sort of been Michael to my family and 
When did you decide to go by Mike? Or did people give that to you? It depends on when I met them and what what was decided at the time. So it, it, it depends. I think it depends on the sentence you're saying. Me too. To I him. think I say Mike and Michael about 50-50. Me too. Yeah. Because huh. it depends. Yeah. Christopher. Chris. My whole family calls me Christopher. They don't no. call me Chris. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm Christopher huh. at home. Wow, I didn't know that. Like Adam at home. Not you. Yeah. Adam the comic. <laughs> Adam the comic. That's the, what I was named after. <laughs> I was named after Adam at home. Adam at home Christie. <laughs> Adam at home Clifford Christie. <laughs> Wait, wow. Clifford wasn't a Heathcliff. That's who I was thinking. Well, Clifford, of. you know, he, he should have had comics, but he had children's books. Yeah, he did. They fucked him. Fuck. Shout out to Clifford. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to this week's Evil Man, allow me to mention that we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evil men if you sign up. You get two bonus episodes every month, and you get to join our Discord. And our next bonus episode is going to be with Adam. And get this. Someone on the Discord requested could we do an episode where we take a a Cosmo quiz, a Cosmo magazine. So we're doing that. So that's the next bonus episode. If you want to hear us answer, you know, personal, psychological, sexual questions from a Cosmo quiz. Chris? And Mike and James are staying over overnight at my house, and we're doing it live. Yes! Are you fully comfortable with yourself to get ultra vulnerable? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, yeah, I am. I really am. Excellent. Beep, beep. (laughs) Beep, beep. James Hartnett, this is the uh, U.S. military knocking at your door. We know you're in there, and we, uh, we have one question. Who is the subject of this week's Evil Men? We have um, uh, uh, missiles aimed at your house. Well, Adam actually chose this week's Evil Men, and he, ch- he chose Osama Bin Laden. That's right. Damn, he's like the classic... Ruffles, lays, and <laughs> French onion dip of evil men. Well, when Adam told me, I was worried: is there going to be enough to go on here? But I did, you know, as you know, he did, as it turned out, do he did nine eleven? He lived yeah. a eventful so. life. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was the IRA, but uh, no, Plus it he, was Bin Laden. Apparently, he was also like a porn guy. He looked at porn. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. so we'll get, I'm sure we'll get to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, well, can yeah. we get to it now, or do we have to? Well, should I say why I picked Bin, bin Laden? Please. Yes. Well, I picked Osama Bin Laden because um, Osama Bin Laden's birthday is March 10th, mm-hmm. and my birthday is March 10th. Oh, shit. Me and Osama Bin Laden are both the same height and weight. My mother's birthday is on September 11th. I have a lot in common with Osama bin oh Laden. Oh my god, that's crazy! And we you were literally look exactly like him. <laughs> well, yep. Plus, my you, beard. I'm growing my beard out. You went to Afghanistan to fight the Soviets in the <laughs> '80s as well. Oh my god! We were born at the same hospital. You were an extra in Rambo Three. <laughs> <laughs> is that a fact about Osama bin Laden? No, but that the story is loose is based on that conflict. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, Rambo. Fights Russia with the Afghanis. Really? Yeah. So he, yeah. Really? So wow. he would have been wi- alongside Osama bin Laden. I'm going back to my childhood memory, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. 
And the Russians are like, who are you? And he's like, your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go fight with Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 5'6". <five, six. laughs> oh, yeah. He Osama would have towered over well, Sylvester Stallone. He, he yeah. stood on milk crates to make <laughs> the work. Or the, it was like trenches like Gandalf. But this is insane, the similarities. Yep. It's really scary. Were you actually. questioned? Around like 9-11? My phones were tapped. I wasn't able to go to Yemen on a school trip. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> fuck, dude. Come back from Yemen or do any of that. What the Yemen? fuck? You can't do that to a young kid. I know, I tell him he the... can't go to Yemen. I know. Every Ontario boy goes to the Middle East in grade 12. And oh, my God. Really All we do growing up it. is dreaming about floating on our backs <laughs> in the Red Sea. <laughs> Uh, but that's sorry. why that's why I picked Osama bin Laden. Mm. That's a great reason. Honestly. I mean, yeah. And also, I feel like in our lives, at least for me, he was like enemy number one when I was a teenager. Yeah. Oh, you had uh, yeah. Eminem, massive, massive enemy. Violent video games were their games. own villain. Yeah. Eminem, Osama bin Laden, <laughs> yeah. and uh, premarital sex. Absolutely. And Napster. Napster? Mm. Napster. If you're Metallica. Yeah, Metallica probably hated Napster worse than Osama <laughs> yeah. bin Laden. Because like, you could get you know Ender what, bro, for I'm free. I'm trying to get mad about 9-11, but I'm just still thinking about Napster. <laughs> you know how hard it was to make Ender Sandman <laughs> 10 years ago? <laughs> well, let's all take a journey to learn a little bit about Osama bin Laden. That sounds beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Imagine, Mr. Sandman, <laughs> bring me a dream. We want to learn about Osama bin Laden. <laughs> uh, Os- a little joke off the top. Osama bin Laden was born in 1957 in Edmonton, Alberta. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he was born in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. What's, the, what's it called? Riyadh. Riyadh, right. Um, his father was named... <laughs> Named Mohammed bin Laden, and he was a billionaire construction magnate with close ties to the Saudi royal family. So, not the story of a plucky underdog. No, like a, Rudy. Ne- a nepo baby. Yes, he is. Yeah, mm. flat out. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like Jared Harris. Mm-hmm. Or Z- Will Smith's son. <laughs> <laughs> Willow. Willow. <laughs> no, the other one, Jaden. Oh, Jaden. Right. Yeah. Jaden. Yeah. God, remember the famous slap heard around the world? Yes. Will Smith and Chris, L- Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Lock. Chris, Chris Lock. <laughs> uh, what the hell? You, you're looking at like sexy photos of Jada Pickett Smith and a hand comes out of your phone and slaps you. <laughs> Keep my wife's picture <laughs> out, of your out of your motherfucking phone. <laughs> I'm literally not looking at it for that reason. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> it's too bad that Osama wasn't around to see that slap at I the know. Oscars. He would have actually liked that. Maybe he was. We never saw his body. They never paraded it on TV cameras. True. Mm. It was just like a good press op for Obama. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were like, we killed him. What? Well, because they were like, we killed him, and they were like, where's his body? And they were like, what? Oh, it's gone. Where's your body? You do not want to see it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where's your body? That's a good... I actually didn't (laughs) write that down, but is that true? They did. They never really... Buried they at buried sea because they didn't want there to be like a memorial or a site, like a pilgrimage site. Like a for, martyr thing. Like with Hitler or uh, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one for Hitler? Yeah. No. They oh, like with like, Hitler. Yeah, I see. Yeah. There's a tree. There's a tree. Yeah. I went to Berlin and there's a tree that apparently they dragged him out of the out of his like um, office. Oh. And um, oh, bunker. Yeah, I think it was a bunker. And they uh, put him 
next to a tree and I was in a tour and they said, that's the tree. But you could see people had been chipping off of the tree to take some of the oh, Hitler tree. that's fucking weird. Yeah. And they never, Hitler, um, was there was never like, it was never locked in what his death was, right? We just assume he killed himself? I think it's widely accepted that he no. killed himself. Oh, Hitler. In his bunker? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bin, Laden, bin Laden did not kill You're looking himself. looking up Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> anyway, back to Mr. Bin Laden. Uh, so he had this rich dad. Um, Osama's mom, Hamida, was his... Osama's kid. mama? <laughs> Osama's oh, mama. mama was his dad's 10th wife. Huh. Yikes. Mama been doing something. <laughs> So he's following the Larry King approach to marriage then. Uh, yes. Suspenders Is it because he's all. like... So, Osama bin Laden's dad divorced his mom soon after Osama was born. And then, I would too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Knowing what, uh, yeah, but her what Osama's da- like. His dad did set her up, though, with his associate. So she got married to her ex's friend... And then they got married and had four kids, so Osama lived with his half-brothers and sisters in this new family. Oh. Um, was their house nice? And his dad's work friend. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's like if you divorced Ebony, mm-hmm. but you were like, don't worry, you're dating Chris now. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, I wonder. It's like if you divorced Ebony and lived in my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> So the Bin Laden family had made $5 billion in the construction industry, of which Osama later inherited about 25 to $30 million. Not bad. Wow. Pretty good. And yeah. uh, Enough to own about two and a half houses in Toronto. Oh! <laughs> Honk. Yeah. And uh, Bin Laden was raised as a devout Sunni Muslim. So, should we get to his college years? Sure. Yeah. I saw a photo of Bin Laden recently, and he looked really—he was really well dressed. Yeah, and cool, like seventies. Yeah, there's—is that that photo when it's like a family trip to Europe in the seventies, and you see Bin Laden's family, and they all look kind of cool? And, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Well, because yep. I think a lot of his brothers like went to the West and just kind of lived as like rich guys. Yeah, just like partied and like did a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Did Bin Laden go to UCLA? <laughs> I yeah, he took a couple courses at Groundlings. <laughs> <laughs> him and Bill Murray like had a feud. <laughs> Bill Murray got SNL over him. Oh, uh, that's heartbreaking. Like I could see how that could, you know, getting close to a big part and then not getting yeah. it. He apparently crushed the audition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's even worse. Yeah. It, it could radicalize you. Well, he would definitely make you hold on to some anger and stew on it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So as Osama got older, he studied economics, um, possibly engineering as well, mm. unconfirmed. Um, in 1971, he attended an English language course at Oxford in England, oh, Michael. Goodness oh, not me. the only Ted Lasso here. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Ted Lasso <laughs> has a lot in common, yeah, with Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> One source described Bin Laden as hardworking at school. At university, his main interests were religion, writing poetry, and reading. Uh, he especially liked reading the works of Field Marshal Bernard Montgomery and Charles de Gaulle. Who the hell are those men? I think Charles de Gaulle Charles was de Gaulle a president of France. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who Bernard Montgomery is. 
um, I'm getting nerd vibes off of this guy. Mm. You know, he's at Oxford. He's at college. He's supposed to be experimenting. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, sleeping around. Writing your own and poetry as a 20-year-old is kind yeah. of emo. Like, I can't, are you coming to the party, Osama? We're going... We're going down the pub, and he's like, "I'm reading uh, a biography of uh, Charles de Gaulle tonight." Sorry, <laughs> sorry, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're in Oxford, 1971. The beat, you know, Led Zeppelin was probably kicking around. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting. You are a footy guy, mm-hmm. and um, any guesses on what Osama bin Laden's favorite Premier League team is? I actually is? saw this in the show notes that you sent it, that it's uh, Arsenal, right? Yeah, Which, he's an Arsenal fan. So lame. The Gunners! Yeah! yeah! I like Man U, so him and I would not have gotten along. No. for that, And that's the only reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though, huh? I wonder if like, when he was in his uh, sort of fortress, when he was hiding after 9-11, like, did he have like... Fubo.tv and watching Arsenal games? Yeah, he was probably on Bet365 doing same game parlays every Saturday morning. Apparently he got smoked while he was playing FIFA. <laughs> well, one of the things they found when he he was, I think he had video games, right? He had like, I think he had Animal Crossing and Counter-Strike. That's not true. Yes. Are you being serious? I'm being Animal serious. Animal Crossing, it, so it didn't just come out during the pandemic? There was no, an older version. There was an older one. Oh, and I had, got the pandemic version. He had Metroid Prime. Does no. Aaron Eves know Are you this? Joking? <laughs> no, he had Metroid. Prime. You're being honest. I swear to God, we need Aaron Eves to video go games. to Afghanistan. I know he had like a bunch <laughs> of like video, like movies and stuff, and like clippings of his own exploits. Yeah, and apparently like porn VHS, tons tips. of porn, <laughs> so much porn. Imagine being a porn star and her learning that Osama bin Laden was cranking it to you while he was in his <sighs> compound. I guess it's you know a what? Yeah, if you're one of the top porn stars. Every psycho has probably cranked it. <laughs> Whoa. Including us. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, though, because you know when you love a sports team? Yeah. And, you, and if someone's a fan of the same team, you kind of are like, well, even if I don't like you personally, yeah. come on, we're, we're part of this. Yeah. And I feel like if Bin Laden had been at an Arsenal game, you know, a classic like footy fan would have very much disliked Bin Laden probably. Yeah. But then would have to grudgingly be like, ah, oh, come on, come on, you lad, let's <laughs> yeah. go. Like if you were in a car, if you had to do like a gig in Barry and Bin Laden was emceeing for you and he was driving you, you could at least be like, Arsenal's doing pretty good. That guy, Saka. I've definitely done oh, yeah. some one nighters with some people that had the mentality of Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> At the age of 17, Bin Laden married someone named Najwa Ganem. And she was his wife, except she left him two days before the 9-11 attacks. Wow. Dear Abby. Did she know what was going on? I can only assume. Uh, Bin Laden had many wives, an unknown amount, but he fathered between 20 to 26 children with those ladies. Oh, boy. Wow. Swimmers are really swimming there. Damn. How do you have the time to do anything? I know, you Chris. Have you two have two kids? daughters, and Damn you're, it. you're busy as hell. Imagine yeah. that you had 26. Times I'm not even 13. supposed to be here right now. Yeah, you lied to your wife and said that you were going to the hospital, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said I was. Yeah. Your heart's giving out. <laughs> and my wife's not even at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 26 years. My heart's giving out. <laughs> <laughs> you told your two daughters that, and you left. I told my two daughters I have to go check to see if Santa Claus is okay. (laughs) (laughs) After doing all that work last month. (laughs) Um, Many of Bin Laden's children fled to Iran after the 
9-11 attacks. Um, and you Why had, they fled? <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, Bin Laden's personal bodyguard wrote a memoir. I didn't know that. And in the memoir, he said Osama was a frugal man and strict father who enjoyed taking his large family on shooting trips and picnics in the desert. <laughs> hey, I hope no, I hope no ants walked away with one of his blueberry pies. <laughs> the guy, the, <laughs> the guy holds a grudge. <laughs> Frugal, twenty-five million dollars. Yeah, and more it. too. Yeah, spend a bit of money. I know. Um, Get in the car, family. He did end up spending a lot of money. That's true. Right? (laughs) Adam? Yes. I I think George Bush left out the detail of when he made a speech right after 9-11. He said, like, America's under attack. And uh, worst of all, it's by a man who enjoys picnics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember, yeah, patriotic Americans, like, stopped doing picnics, you know? It was like Freedom Fries. Yeah. 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 Couldn't go for a picture. <laughs> I never realized because George W. Bush also, it was a, a real battle of the Nepo babies in the aughts. Yes. Yeah. Mm. George Bush and Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Think about it. They had more in common than uh, the different. That's unprecedented wow. in this the history of this world. <laughs> so here's a kind of interesting little thing. Bin Laden's dad died in 1967 in an airplane crash in Saudi Arabia. Mm. And bin Laden's eldest half-brother... The subsequent head of the Bin Laden family was killed in 1988 near San Antonio, Texas, when he accidentally flew a plane into power lines. Maybe Bin Laden wasn't trying to attack the World Trade Center. Maybe he was trying to attack those planes. So they wreaked havoc on his family. They wanted the World Trade Center to swat the planes out of the sky. Yes. Can you imagine if George Bush said that? (laughs) If he was like, maybe he just hates planes. Yeah, maybe he just hates planes. So his family oh. were dying in classic like rich guy style, where it's yes. like they're flying their own planes and like flying yes. like you know private jets and stuff like that. Exactly. Right. Um, so let's talk uh, Bin Laden's politics. He wasn't an NDP voter or anything <laughs> like that. He uh, um, he started developing you know political ideologies um, according to a CIA analyst. Uh, who led the hunt for bin Laden, he said bin Laden was motivated by a belief that U.S. foreign policy has oppressed, killed, or otherwise harmed Muslims in the Middle East. Uh, Essentially, uh, he hates us for what we do, not for who we are. Nonetheless, bin Laden did criticize the U.S. for its secular form of governance, calling upon Americans to convert to Islam and reject the immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and Usury. What is that? Charging interest for loans. Oh, weird. So everyone has to convert to Islam. No more gays. No gambling. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge ask. <laughs> <laughs> and no, but and no interest rates. And no interest rates. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Tack that on the end. Every everybody convert to Islam. I guess. Yeah. I think you usually use usury in the ter- like the sense of loan sharks and stuff though too, right? Yeah, like extreme interest. I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, start with that. That yeah. one alone, Go, I can no, get behind. No interest yeah. rates. The rest of the stuff, I disagree. Lower. Guys, here's my plan. God, no interest rates. Coming. Also, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but honestly, to anyone who's listening, the money's coming. I'll have it tomorrow. I promise. <laughs> Just give me one more day. 
So Bin Laden <laughs> believed that the Islamic world was in crisis and that a complete restoration of Sharia law would be the only way to set things right in the Muslim world. He believed that Afghanistan was really the only true Muslim country in the Islamic world anymore. You know what I read today in my one hour of research about Osama Bin Laden mm-hmm. is that um, I tried to learn about Osama Bin Laden on the website TikTok.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you can learn about him pretty quick there. In probably 90 seconds, and I would be prepared yeah. to talk about all the politics in the Middle East. So I typed in Bin Laden, and nothing came up. They said, you're not allowed to type that. And then I go on the news, and it's because there's this thing. Did you hear about this? The letter to America? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That there's this letter to America that Bin Laden wrote a year after 9-11, and a bunch of Gen Zers on TikTok were saying that they think Bin Laden was like, right. Because in it, he talks, says what you just said. They leave out the, like, everyone convert to Islam and no gays and no gambling. But they're like, Bin Laden was actually cool and it's America's fault. Oh, God, weird. Good. So a bunch of news outlets had to take down the letter to America and then TikTok <laughs> had to censor Bin Laden from the website. Wow. It's it was like, like people who love the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah. except these kids weren't even alive when 9-11 happened, so they have no memory of like, its impact. They don't have the yeah. PTSD and, yeah, of I watching feel like it live it, on the news. And I feel like it's sort of inarguable that America's actions in the Middle East helped radicalize certain people there. So, you know... But it's just like, listen to Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't... Yes. It, it, he, yes, he did yeah. some... Don't like agree with bad Bin things. Laden's manifesto. Get a Slipknot t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... But also, I think that's way overblown. I think the news stories on that was like... It's probably like when kids reading Tide Pods and probably like 10 yeah. kids did it. Or going to rainbow thing. parties. and Rainbow <laughs> parties are when you give blowjobs. Every With different color lipstick. <laughs> yeah, you go, so a bunch of... <laughs> right, Mike? Mike? Mike protests too much. Maybe Mike's had a rainbow <laughs> no, party. He said that with an Ontario accent. <laughs> 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 rainbow parties in you go. <laughs> I give a blowjob. <laughs> I'm going to a rainbow party tonight, B. <laughs> rainbow parties when a different women, like at least seven women, wear yeah. different shades of lipstick, yeah. and they give men blowjobs. And then yeah. that wouldn't work because of just the wetness. The, the, yeah. There wouldn't be a ring of different colors. Well, well I was admitting he has a wet I was dick. mad after. I told everyone, I don't care if I'm ruining the party. I'm mad because <laughs> it doesn't even look like it's a not fucking working. rainbow. My penis isn't beautiful with all the colors of yeah. the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, I literally wanted it to look like. Um, my, my Little Pony's hair. <laughs> I go to my room. <laughs> oh God, blowjobs. Yeah, do it right or go home. <laughs> Rainbow party. Um. So anyway, after he left, imagine Bin Laden was like, "And rainbow parties are bad." <laughs> well, he's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. No, no. No more no, interest. No, no. Rainbow parties. It always comes out gray. What about rainbow parties? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. No, no. No rainbow parties. <laughs> uh, he's sitting with, in his cave with his legs crossed and an AK-47 going, no, rain, no rainbow parties. <laughs> anyway. They, that, that was like, um, man, did we get a good chunk of like, yeah, what you're saying. Like home videos shot in front of flags? Those blew up back then, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was the beginning of the flag video. 
<laughs> what, that was ben, a whole style for Bin a Laden there or like the I president? I think Bin Laden did the videos too. Well, he did the training ones out in the uh, desert. Yeah. We saw that. Yeah. But then all these other militant groups had to prove that they were meaning business too. And that a lot of like digital cams showing them like what Mike's saying with the machine gun and the flag behind them. <laughs> yeah. Those were hot for a long time. They yeah, were like yeah. trending. Yeah. Yeah. Trending yeah. topic. Every militant group had to make their own vid. And, ra- and I, bet, I bet you they checked the views. I bet you they monitored the views. What are we at? How many shares? Should we boost this? Should we take some of the Taliban's money and boost some of Thumbs these? down. What the fuck? <laughs> Thank God they got rid of comments because people are so mean on there. <laughs> people so, call- Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. That AKA 47 looks like licorice. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> fuck. Make another video where it looks more real. So after leaving college in 1979, Bin Laden went to Pakistan and used money and machinery to uh, form his own construction company to help the Mujahideen resistance in the Afghan-Soviet war, like we were talking about. Rambo theory. Yes. (laughs) Mm. Um, So, you know, we know he felt very strongly about Afghanistan as sort of the true Muslim state, and he wanted to repel the Soviet invaders. It's funny because now we know that Afghanistan are the bad guys and Russia are the good guys. <laughs> In 2024, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things change, just, you know. I think I watched a 10 second TikTok about that today. Yeah. <laughs> from, 1970, huh. from 1979 to 1992, the US, Saudi Arabia, and China provided between 6 to $12 billion worth of financial aid and weapons to the Mujahideen uh, during this battle. So, yeah, um, America was supporting, essentially, bin Laden in this fight. Bin Laden's first trainer was a U.S. Special Forces commando. (laughs) Yeah, and he got a card with an American flag and an eagle on it um, and Ronald Reagan on it at the time. Mm -hmm. And the card said, thanks, man. (laughs) R <laughs> and Bin Laden at the t- remember the um, Bruce got- Springsteen album cover with the jeans and the yeah tight jeans. That's that was Bin Laden was dressing Laden. like that yeah. 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 yeah that album cover is cropped if you see the whole original picture <laughs> <laughs> so throughout the 80s Bin Laden is using his own money to fund Arab soldiers in Afghanistan he's setting up bases and hmm. so he started becoming idolized by some Arabs uh, during this time because of that. And uh, it was probably in the late 1980s in Afghanistan that he formed Al-Qaeda. Nepo babies always start up their own fucking sycophantic military bases across the desert, eh? Mm -hmm. You ever notice that? Yeah, Lena Dunham's (laughs) shot at me one time. (laughs) Yeah, so did... uh, I don't know. (laughs) All those rich kids from Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, James. No. So in 1989, the Soviet Union withdraws from Afghanistan, and Osama bin Laden returned to Saudi Arabia uh, as a hero in some people's eyes. Um, he, he returned. He kind of had a lot of buzz going. He engaged in opposition <laughs> movements to the Saudi monarchy while working for his family business. He was kind of staying involved in regional disputes, funding a coup d'etat in Afghanistan. He's trying to exert political pressure in Pakistan. Um, So then in the Gulf War, Saudi Arabia accepted help from U.S. forces. um, And bin Laden did not like that. He did not want U.S. troops on Saudi soil. 
and he criticized the Saudi royal family because of that. And they did Uh-oh. not like that. They put him under house arrest and then eventually said, you got to leave Saudi Arabia, bin Laden. We're pissed at you. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> so bin Laden and his followers went briefly to Afghanistan, then to Sudan. Um, he had a personal security detail of bodyguards with all these machine guns. And bin Laden was popular in Sudan. He built Muha... Mujahideen bases. I hope if I pronounce anything wrong, I really do apologize. We we apologize to the Mujahideen listening <laughs> if you're offended. <laughs> yeah, guys, I am sorry. Whoops. Um, but he, in Sudan, he used some of his money to invest in agriculture, build roads, give to the poor, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. He was still getting seven million a year from the Saudi from royal fam- from the Saudi royal. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it was his family. Damn. Hmm. But. He was like, so he was popular in Sudan. Um, Excuse me. And if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) it was around this time that the U.S. accused Sudan of sponsoring terrorism and accusing bin Laden of operating terrorist camps in the desert. Hey, what what time are we at? this would be like, yeah, 90s. Yeah, early 90s. So is Al-Qaeda... Like doing missions and blowing shit up? Yeah, I think so in Afghanistan. This is probably just before the first World Trade Center. Must be. Yes, around there. Yeah. So he gets kicked out. Because we knew who he was before that happened, I feel, in the news. And I was just a. He was responsible for some embassy bombings, which really put him on the radar. And then the World Trade Center basement parking garage or whatever. I thought he was involved in that. Too, but I don't think he was. Oh, weird. Maybe he okay. was tangentially, or no, no. But I don't it, think directly. I don't know. But if I'm wrong, hmm. oops. Sorry. No. Um. Right. So Sudan. So the America's putting pressure on Sudan. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Sudan's like, okay, Bin Laden, get out of here. This is too much heat. So Bin Laden's like, okay, I'll leave Sudan. Can I go to Saudi Arabia? And Saudi Arabia is like, no, we do not want you back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are these direct quotes? Yeah. Wow. And, and the intonation and everything. <laughs> so Apparently Bin Laden, they put like a sign on their door. Yeah. No, said, no Osamas. No Osama though. <laughs> though. T-H-O. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Bin Laden packed up his bags and he moved to Afghanistan. Back to Afghanistan. Yeah. Real love affair with that place. Hmm. Um, according to the 9-11 Commission, the expulsion from Sudan significantly weakened bin Laden and his organization. Some African intelligence sources have argued that the expulsion left bin Laden without an option other than becoming a full-time radical, and that most of the 300 Afghan Arabs who left with him subsequently became terrorists. Various sources report that bin Laden lost between 20 million and 300 million in Sudan because the government seized all his construction equipment and stuff. And he was forced to liquidate his business, even his horses. And as an animal lover, that hurts. I'm sorry. What does liquidate your horses mean? You had to kill his own horses? (laughs) I don't have more information than that. That that paragraph is probably from Wikipedia. So we may need to contact Jimmy uh, Dore. Here's the thing, too. (laughs) I know he was excommunicated from Saudi. But if you have like a a multi-billionaire influential father from Saudi Arabia, even though Bin Laden's kind of like the black sheep, how does the father still allow Bin Laden to get jacked that hard by the Sudan? His daddy's dead. dead. Oh, yeah. Fuck. His older brother's dead. 
Yeah. Right. So he's just getting. So that's why you're talking about the Saudis are giving him his like allotment. And I think that I think so. over time, was, Sorry, I think I that he that. was being. They wanted to, Sudan wanted to extradite him to Saudi Arabia, and then Saudi Arabia was like, "No way. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not coming back." Like, so he didn't have like any yeah backup. No, he was screwed. So he goes to Afghanistan. But he and did have followers him. because of what he did in Afghanistan in the 80s, where he kind of formed helped form this army to kick out the Soviets. But who also believed in his, him and his intense beliefs at this point. Yeah. His ideologies. Yeah. He had so many followers. He could play any comedy club in Canada. Rumors <laughs> Fuck, had dude. him a bunch. What, so yeah, but was it sort of like Matt Reif? Where it's like, oh, the guy's actually not got good material <laughs> for a whole hour. Yeah, he only did crowd work. <laughs> well, I was going to say, were there like 300 guys who went from Sudan to... Saudi Arabia, were they like 299 radicals and one like construction worker who was just like, I just love the way you build stuff. <laughs> You're so I'm just good. an engineering nerd. Yeah. I'm a transit nerd. Was 9-11 the first crowd work clip? <laughs> so maybe we should talk about his attacks, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 1996 now. Mm-hmm. Pinkerton drops. Oh. The I'm tired. do 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 uh, the United States uh, <laughs> still has a military presence in Saudi Arabia. Pinkerton drops. They, they, uh, Say it. What? Say that again. Sorry. Well, <laughs> Say it. Remember, bin Laden got mad at Saudi Arabia because he didn't want the U.S. to have troops there. Yeah. And the U.S. said, no, we'll take our troops out after the Gulf War. Well, it's mm. 1996 and they're still there. Oh, right. So bin Laden is mad. He issues a fatwa and said, quote, the evils of the Middle East arose from America's attempt to take over the region and from its support for Israel. He felt Saudi Arabia was being turned into an American colony. In his fatwa, he wrote, quote, terrorizing you while you are carrying arms on our land is a legitimate and morally demanded duty. In 1998, he issued another fatwa calling upon Muslims to attack America and its allies. Um, he gained a lot of power in Afghanistan. He was gaining a lot of donors to his cause, kind of like Patreon. Yes. I'm he sure basi- Patreon really appreciates that. From <laughs> you guys. Okay, I forget I said that. Um, he basically took over Afghan airlines along with former evil man topic Victor Bout, the arms dealer that Lord of War was right. based on. Oh. So the two of them kind of operated Afghan airlines. Jeez. And this allowed them to ferry... I don't know if Osama Bin Laden came up in that episode, did he? I don't think so. Yeah. But this allowed him to ferry fighters, arms, cash, and opium throughout the area and kind right. of uh, make a lot of money I wonder stuff. what the movie but selections he... were like on Afghan Air's flights. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Baby's Day Out. <laughs> the Great Outdoors. <laughs> that is a classic. Even even oh, Victor Bout and Bin yeah. Laden would have to admit, when you see that bear get shot and it's a bum, you, the yeah. hair blows off and you see the bear's bum. Yeah, the, yeah. the plane almost crashes at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's laughing so hard. But can I... And when, and when John Candy has to eat Is he really driven steak. by these religious uh, political ideologies or is it just like power? Because it's kind of bizarre well, to get... Like this much power, and I don't know. Anyways. I definitely think he is a religious extremist. Yeah, yeah I read somewhere yeah, that yeah. he memorized the Quran. Yeah, which is, I feel like mm-hmm. memorizing any book is a 
a huh. tall tale. Yeah. Well, a tall as, a, task. as an actor, I do auditions, so <laughs> yeah. it is easy for me. So and you get yeah, and you audition for the Quran all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey James, can you put yourself uh, off script doing the Quran straight to camera for forest <laughs> casting? <laughs> Uh, to upload a huge video. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Carolyn. <laughs> it's for two lines on one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's in the late 90s, Bin Laden starts directly funding attacks. Uh, supposedly, he helped fund an attack in Luxor, Egypt that killed 62. In 1998, he co-signed a fatwa that declared the killing of North Americans and their allies was an individual duty for every Muslim. He told journalists that North Americans are very easy targets. You will see the results of this in a very short time. Dead giveaway. Okay. Mm. In 1998, uh, here's a big one. Was he like rubbing his hands together and licking his lips when he said that? Yeah, it was really uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. A big uh, pre-9-11 thing he did was in 1998 when Al-Qaeda orchestrated the U.S. embassy bombings. They bombed various U.S. embassies in East Africa, killing over 220 people. And that really put bin Laden majorly on the U.S. radar at that point. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. In retaliation, Clinton ordered missile strikes on bin Laden-related targets in Sudan and Afghanistan, but bin Laden survived. I didn't know that. Like, it's crazy in the 90s. Like, you you think of it as kind of, at least in the West, like a peaceful decade. But then you're like, oh, right. Bin La- or uh, Clinton shot missiles here. I've and, been uh, thinking about you- this a lot lately, and a lot of it, yeah. When Kathleen and I talk about it too, it's like, no, we just had kids' brains then, and our small world was pretty fun. But I do think in the '90s you could lie to yourself that Western, the Western world was like it was all just getting better and everything is good. But and we 9/11 don't know about succeeded, unfortunately and grossly, in it basically has been down breaking since that then. lie and that dream. And bringing it to our front door, as they say. Yeah. Uh, and then we were like, oh, right. It's not just about listening to Down by 311. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wish. <laughs> and having a slush Slurpee from 7-Eleven. <laughs> um, but wait, yeah, you're right. At that time, I did, as a kid, I just pictured, I, I didn't know what Bill Clinton did. I thought he just played the saxophone all the time. And he did, He, I think he in um, the sort of uh, Serbia Bosnia conflict, yeah, they, like, yeah, they that. bombed that area. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, and that was really intense. Yeah. yeah. In 1998, the director of Central Intelligence Counter Terrorist Center reported to President Clinton that Al Qaeda was preparing for attacks in the United States, including the training of personnel to hijack hijack aircraft. Um. So. They kind of knew this might happen. I kind of have another thing going on right now. (laughs) And that's around the time, too, when Bin Laden said, wait till you see (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 9-11 is going to be crazy. (laughs) The latest Bin Laden fatwa. Um, (laughs) Well, let's get to 9-11. Woo! Yeah! Should we say where we all were? Oh, good, good idea. I was in grade 11 science class. I was in my very first week of university. Oh. It was like my first day of class because I didn't have classes on Monday. So it was my very first day of going to class. 9-11 happened on a Tuesday? It did. Wasn't that Radiohead's original name on a Tuesday? 
I don't know, but now I'm uh, seriously I wondering. I was an usher at the Toronto production of the ABBA musical Mamma Mia, <laughs> and uh, they didn't cancel the show, and the, uh, the theater was like mostly empty except for some tour buses of tourists from Texas. And before they began the show, they're like, uh, in honor of today's news, we're going to have a, a moment's silence. And then there was silent. Mamma mia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. And that's what happened. And everyone was like, are we going to be, is Toronto going to be attacked? Did next? the crowd cheer for Mamma Mia when it was done? <laughs> it was a pretty somber performance all around. <laughs> wow. They didn't, so, so, like, was it always sold out? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then how, what, what percentage do you think Mamma Mia was full on 9 11? On 9 11, it was like, a third full, maybe? Still a third <laughs> people went to go see Mamma Mia. I mean, it's people who had traveled to Toronto, I guess, the night before, because they didn't read that, like the news before. Always read the news before you travel. Check the weather. See if there's going to be 9-11. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Where are you, Chris? So it was. I was pretty intensely hooked on it because uh, I dropped out of university. So this is the next year after I dropped out. And I'm working in a media buying company. Uh, and they had in the, um, we had two different lo- like lobbies that you come to or like whatever, like front desks that you check in with on two different floors that had the sort of like CP24 style, uh, TV on the whole time. <clears throat> and one of the mailroom guys comes in and I was like a mailroom guy too. And he's like, a plane just flew into the, uh, world trade center. I'm like, what the hell? So we go and watch it. So I genuinely was scared to the fucking bone because I saw the second... I can remember it so well. The second plane hit and both uh, buildings crumbled. I watched live on TV. Damn. And then I remember, though, one funny thing, weirdly enough, is the the uh, the mailroom guy who was older than me, like way older, uh, which is anyways, he goes... Oh no, a second plane accidentally flew into the buildings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember being like, this is not an accident. That's <laughs> 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 the dumbest guy <laughs> yeah. ever. These planes keep, the buildings are in the way. <laughs> like, it was like, I don't know what he was thinking. What a crazy thing. But I was like, fucking scared it was crazy i, I so thought like scared. we ne- for for a very long time we never knew what it was gonna I, I, what was gonna keep coming i was watching on cnn at the time as well and they i remember a reporter saying like there might be as many as like seven other planes around the country like it, it was that were i remember hijacked. when they originally reported that plane as shot down Oh, oh, the, the one uh, yeah. that, that theory I, uh, was going to hit the White House, right? I mean, they could say they got facts later, but they originally reported it as it was shot down because I saw it with my I own mean, eyes. It, I, I, but it's then horrific, they were like, but I don't know if you could even blame them for doing that in no, a horrible choice No, they're protecting the like country, that. but the, I think, be, yeah, to, to, to protect the people, too, they had to say that heroes made it crash. Mm, maybe. <laughs> what about, maybe they did. If you had... Loved ones in that plane, maybe they did. Let's I don't and, know. And remember, maybe the news misreported it. And remember one hit the Pentagon, but it was a bit odd. Like It didn't really damage the Pentagon that much It or was something? sputtering. It was like... <laughs> it was like this. It had like a propeller plane and Snoopy was flying it <laughs> with like a scarf blowing in the breeze. It seemed like the weakest attack. Yeah, I remember the next day I was like, what's going to happen today? I thought yeah, like, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. I'm like so the extent sc- of the insanity, yeah. we had no clue. I was like 16 and dumb, and 
I remember just being like, nukes are going to start going off in Cambridge, Ontario. And like, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, but like, are we going to, I was like, gonna go to 21 war? and I'm like thinking that too. Or yeah. 20, whatever. Yeah. It was, Three. yeah, it is crazy though. Like, 9 11 happens, the financial crisis happens, the gap between rich or poor gets worse. We learn about climate change in a major way. Trump gets in. I mean, it's really yeah. been a shit burger COVID. since COVID and the lockdown. Yeah. It um, has been a shit burger since. It's un. People. I feel so bad for the generation that doesn't know about like when Mighty Mighty Boston. Watch '90s blockbuster movies. Yeah. '90s blockbuster movies take you back to a time oh, when yeah. people felt good. Dude, every movie was about two dudes <laughs> that scored babes somehow, and all they did was eat Doritos and hot dogs and get in trouble and smoke weed and get yeah yeah like like Woodstock '99. You see those documentaries and you're like, wow, that was truly a different time. <laughs> oh God, Limp Biscuit was the biggest band in America. Yeah, and they told them to start the fires or something <laughs> yeah wow i also you know what i know on like on the discord we have Limp some biscuit. people from new york and like other friends from new york so it would be suck that would suck for them too it must have been such a horrific personal very personal awful thing to experience in it but it's almost so crazy and such a reference point that like here we are 20 years later and it's like I don't know. I wonder if that sucks that you went through this horrible thing and now it's kind of like... so eh, many 9-11 pe- jokes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I feel like part of it must be like collective trauma that everyone faced. You kind of have, have to, to joke, joke about, about it because you... So Gilbert so Gottfried was right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Like Ricky Gervais says at the end of his new special <laughs> Armageddon, we need humor to get through life and it brings us together. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me well, I agree with you, Ricky. Where's the humor? <laughs> let's get through. Uh, let's get through nine eleven here. So let's do it. Um, obviously, like I won't, Steve Buscemi did. I won't explain the fireman. Oh, I won't explain it too much. Obviously, we kind of all know uh, four coordinated uh, planes uh, attacked the United States. Nineteen hijackers killed almost three thousand people. And it's considered the deadliest terrorist attack in history. Mm. Um, in 2004, Osama said, quote, God knows it did not cross our minds to attack the towers. But after the situation became unbearable and we witnessed the injustice and tyranny of the American-Israeli alliance against our people in Palestine and Lebanon, I thought about it. And the events that affected me directly were that of 1982, when America allowed the Israelis to invade Lebanon. As I watched the towers the destroyed towers in Lebanon, it occurred to me to punish the unjust the same way, to destroy towers in America so it could taste some of what we are tasting. Is that from his letter to America? Is that what you said? Mm, or was that him? Was I, it his, I, I'm not sure. I just had written it down as that's a quote from him in 2004. Too long didn't read. He hates freedom. <laughs> yes. Um, at first, Bin Laden denied involvement in 9-11, but then admitted to it. Um, he said, what the United States is tasting today is nothing compared to what we have tasted for decades. So uh, the United States offers $25 million for information leading to his capture or death. They upped it to $50 million. Uh, on September 17th, 2001, a reporter asked George W. Bush, do you want bin Laden dead? And George W. said, I want justice. And there's an old poster out west, as I recall, that said, wanted Dead or alive. Oh my wow. God. <laughs> and he's like, 100% approval rating. People just <laughs> yeah, they love it. Crazy. Him. Wanted, dead or alive. Um, <laughs> I think Mike 
or Adam wrote a joke in oh, here. I, I added these. And Adam's joke is, Mark Wahlberg says he was supposed to be on flight 11, but flew to Toronto with some friends to go to TIFF. That's literally what, that's not a joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's literally, he said he was supposed to, go, he was supposed to be on flight 11. Which one was that? I think the first one. And instead, like last minute, him and his friends were like, let's go to TIFF instead. Right. TIFF it happened during the film festival. Mark that's Wahlberg. Right. And that's what led him to then say, like, if I'd been on the plane, I would have stopped. Yeah. 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 They wouldn't have yeah. done that if I was on the plane. <laughs> yeah, because Mark Wahlberg would have stopped. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's such a direct insult to all the poor people who yeah. died. Yeah. Like, they went tough, but I'm from Boston. <laughs> I would have kicked their ass. Um, here's another Adam note. Jermaine Jackson said that Michael Jackson was supposed to be at a meeting at the World Trade Center the morning of 9-11, but he overslept. Yeah. What was he doing? Uh, negotiating <laughs> tariffs? <laughs> uh, no, probably something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise that I'm attracted to young boys, <laughs> he said. <laughs> here, here. I uh, couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and another note from Adam. Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on Flight 11? He also was supposed to be on Flight 11. A lot of I people missed this. He, he also said, if I was on that plane, <laughs> those terrorists would have gotten away with that. He would have <laughs> beat the shit out of I would have crooned to them <laughs> in the style of Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a producer of Fraser killed in the uh, one oh, of I the plane know. crashes, I think, as well? Boy, Damn, it's so scary. Here's a, a last Adam note here. The league star, Steve Ranzini, said he was on the 54th floor of the second tower and escaped before the building got hit and said the events inspired him to move to Los Angeles and pursue stand-up comedy. These claims were later debunked by the New York Times. Yeah, he, right. wasn't, he wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there at all. He wasn't there at all. Yeah. He Steve oh, Ranzini. But what, does he go by a different name? I think that's his name, isn't it? Steve oh, that's yeah. the guy who got busted? Yeah, the guy yeah. from the league. But he used that for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. It, he was like in interviews. That was his story for a long time. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then he had to come out because I think in the New York Times interviewed him and they were like, we looked it up and you... Because uh, where he said he worked, they were like, we checked and you didn't work there. <laughs> Did he <laughs> start crazy. using that story after Pete Davidson got famous? No, before. Okay. Yeah, wow. it was like... 10 or 15 years ago. It th- I just thought it'd be funny if he saw like an early Pete Davidson er- interview and was like, damn, I need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so post 9-11, Bin Laden managed to avoid the US, uh, their hunt for him for 10 full years. They figured he was probably hiding in Afghanistan near the Pakistani border in the mountains. Um, but yeah, it took a long time. Uh, in 2009, the U.S. Secretary of Defense said they had no reliable info on his whereabouts for years. Morgan Spurlock almost found him. What? <laughs> oh, really? The, the, uh, the hot dog guy? The big, what's the, the supersized guy? Me oh, guy. really? He almost found him. He made, well, no. But he made a documentary. Oh, Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? Is yeah, that it? I think so. Right. That guy didn't have a lot of staying power, huh? No, <laughs> no. I watched that movie in the theater. I was so pissed. Bin, the Bin Laden one or Supersize Me? <laughs> the Bin Laden one. Do you remember? And he just goes to like the borders of like some Middle Eastern uh, yeah, cities. Like and they're going like, to find him in the airport. And they're like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and it's like genuinely very scary for him because it's like, yeah, of course, you stupid idiot. You're trying to make a funny movie where you're walking around going, where's Osama Bin Laden <laughs> with like a microphone? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy thinking? Because I remember Supersize Me was such a big movie. Remember, like, in that movie, on, like, day 20, like, a doctor is like, if you keep doing this, you will die. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you won't. 
<laughs> it's like you were smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and eating KFC every day, and you're here. That's yeah, a good point, Adam. But then he later, but also he like, recently, he admitted that he had been like an alcoholic during the making of that movie, and so maybe his oh. medical info was like had a lot to do with that. Right. Huh. Well, that's why his the doctor's voice changes a bit <laughs> when he's saying that he's like. If you keep eating McDonald's <laughs> every day, you're going to die. <laughs> so, Bin Laden was able to survive for so long, uh, according to McLean's magazine, which I'm oh, re- referencing hey. for some reason. Canadian. It was part that he was savvy and part luck. Um, numerous times, U.S. officials felt they had Bin Laden in crosshairs, but were hesitant to pull the trigger, fearful the intelligence wasn't, the intelligence wasn't strong enough. On most occasions, though, he was simply too slippery. Um, he was really elusive. He was so elusive that spies sometimes nicknamed him Elvis, spotted but never quite seen. It's, it's a little hard to swallow that the, the most like, well-funded, technologically advanced like military and intelligence agencies in the world couldn't quite find this one guy. It's just kind of crazy. It's a little, yeah. little crazy. Um, yeah. There yeah, were so what do you think happened? Do you think he had a deal for a bit? They were trying to work out a deal? Because if, also, if his, if his family is still super wealthy and influential... So, Mike, you, you, you sort of very loosely... I mean, he literally had CIA connections and connections to the Bush family, sort of. Like, Ooh, their families were... Yeah. Not to be... Uh, no, no. Uh, Alex Dr. Jones. This is a, yeah, yeah. But sometimes if a very rich family, say, has like a black sheep child and they get to... Je- like, they get... A serious crime, like kill somebody, hit with a car, or whatever. Yeah. They usually get, you know, special treatment and whatever. This would be quite a, a little bit worse than like drinking and driving, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. Interesting. Well, apparently there were a lot of rumors of where he might be. In the article I read, some said he was falcon hunting in Iran. <laughs> some say he was killed in the 2005 Pakistan earthquake. Or living a clean-shaven life in Indonesia, and even a rumor that he was living in Utah. Utah, of all places. I wonder if they found him. He, yeah, he had no long hair or beard or anything, yeah. and totally had like grills to and like <laughs> an eyebrow piercing and stuff. <laughs> he, he goes really like uh, metal. He looks like the guy from uh, Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in 2011, they finally figured out where his whereabouts. Um, American intelligence officials, so the story goes, discovered where he was by tracking one of his couriers. They actually got this info from a Guantanamo Bay detainee four years earlier. This detainee gave the officers bin Laden's couriers pseudonym and uh, like, so they had that information for four years. Okay, we know what the courier goes by four years later someone in pakistan working for the cia spotted the courier driving and they jotted down the driver's license and then the cia is like oh fuck okay we might have been lauded and from that moment forward this courier was like under constant surveillance and eventually they followed him to the compound which was a suspicious three-story home surrounded by towering concrete walls and topped with barbed wire so they're like holy fuck this might be where Bin Laden actually is. Um, they weren't 100% sure. They poured over satellite photos. There weren't a lot of clues. There wasn't a phone or internet connection at this place. And the people inside burned their garbage rather than toss it on the curb. And they were blasting pornography in there. <laughs> yeah. uh. Eventually, 
They felt confident. They did the mission on May 1st, 2011. SEAL Team 6 went in there and they shot Obama. Uh, Ob- <laughs> oh, God, sorry. They shot Osama bin... L- I was looking at President Obama in my notes. The word. They shot bin Laden in the forehead and... Uh, Folks, we He got died. It. And he had been there for five years, they said. This um, house was uh, only uh, 62 miles from Pakistan's capital. So mm, yeah. that's the story. Well, he's doing all right. Yeah. Well, I don't think he could leave the house. No. He's it was like lockdown. Yeah. And that's pretty much the story. Other than Mike sent me yesterday the New York Post headline that said Osama bin Wankin. Osama <laughs> bin Wankin, a famous uh, newspaper cover because they discovered... Mm. In his lair, that yeah, he had like a TV and some like porn VHS tapes, I guess, not uh-huh. DVDs mm-hmm. at the time. Uh-huh. No, that was definitely the DVD era. DVD era, of course. Yeah. Maybe they yeah, were, they were the hard drives, even Blu-ray, right? even yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah. So any idea of the content that was like sort of more leaning? I think it was all JOI. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah they, wait, boring. and Adam is. So Adam wrote another note, and this is true, huh? What? On the hard drives, on the hard drives, they found the movies Ants, yep. Ice oh, yeah. Age, Cars, the video game Final Fantasy VII, which is a great game, yep. Animal Crossing, and the viral video Charlie Bit My Finger. Yep. Wait, James, you think Final Fantasy VII is a great game? I do. So does Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> oh, Right. <laughs> this Charlie, he make me laugh. I, I can't get, I can't leave com- the compound, but Charlie. Yeah. That's my Osama Bin Laden impression. Yeah. I bit America's finger. <laughs> that impression was really riding the rails and very, very good. Of, of anything it sounds like, it sounds closest to my French Canadian great uncle who's yeah. no longer with us. Yeah, not, yeah. not like Osama Bin Laden. Was yeah. his name Charlie? <laughs> His name is Jean-Paul. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, when I was in the bathroom, did you say people thought they saw him in Utah? Yeah. That's very funny. I know. It was just... Um, is, uh, is the new center for the jazz seems a little <laughs> bit suspicious. Well, thanks, James, for telling us about Adam's choice of Osama Bin Laden. Thank you, Adam, for choosing Osama Bin Laden. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh-oh, is it time for the... Evilometer. Oh, he is wagging his finger at us in disapproval, and he's got some plans about. Well, I have, seem to have an airplane, and the it's Washington D.C. It says on it. What's no evilometer. What's no. that about? And um, he's uh, got twenty-five million dollars that he inherited. So, Adam, if you don't know, the evilometer is a robot, mm-hmm. and we input our evil scores okay. into him. Um, Ten is the worst. Yep. One is the least bad. We call it the Urkel to Hitler scale. Urkel to Hitler, okay. So um, I can go first if you guys want. Sure. Go ahead. I did think about this, and my debate was a 9.999 or a 10. What? But I'm going 9.99. I'm leaving a sliver for people for who are just... Basically for Hitler. Yeah. Leave, leave but I, for I think um, <laughs> Ben Laden was a very bad man. And he, he, he thought of mass loss of life as a tool in his arsenal. Yep. Clearly. Yep. I, I think he's extremely bad. Mm-hmm. That's my input. 9.99. Hmm. Michael? I'm going to give him... Also a nine point nine nine. Yeah, don't don't respect what he did uh, with nine eleven. Um, plus, he seems like he would have been insufferable to hang around, like a guy who it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't eat that, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't watch yes. that, you shouldn't uh, yeah. you know, you shouldn't do that. Don't gamble. Yeah, 
Don't gamble. Don't, uh, yeah. don't we, charge interest. Adam and I watched the football game on Sunday. We both did it on our phones. I put yeah. in 10 bucks. I'd be like Osama. I just put um, 10 bucks to Brentford to beat Arsenal. In <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't do that. I'm going to also give him a 9.99, I think. Yeah. Exactly for James. I think he made the world a way worse place. Going on a plane is way worse. <laughs> that is true. I don't know. What, I don't exactly know what Osama bin Laden was trying to accomplish, but definitely the pressure and the, the uh, you know, America, you know, went to Afghanistan and they went to Iraq and. Uh, made the world worse for all. Yeah. No doubt about started it. Started really mainstream conspiracy theories, I think. Like, I think yeah. conspir- like 9-11 conspiracies, I think. Uh-huh. Remember, like, um, Rosie O'Donnell was doing them on The View. No <laughs> way. Fire, uh, fire can't melt steel beams. And that was like... Because I feel like JFK stuff was kind of underground, but now the world is just conspiracies. Oh, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. So... Bad guy. 9-11 mm-hmm. was bad. Yes. 9.99. Christopher. <laughs> 9-11 was an inside bad job. Oh. No, no. Um, yeah, I'm going the same as you guys. Yeah. All around the board. There's nothing else you can say. 9.99 like, for all of us, sir. It'd be funny if you were like, ah, give him a one. <laughs> <laughs> or six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the America's presence in... No, no, I'm just joking. Uh... No, it's just like the world is like our world, especially in where we live in location to the rest of the world. Yeah, has been like sort of spiraling out of control ever since. Mm. So there is like what you're saying. The repercussions of it are just as intense. I'd also like to say the I, act. Give, I give a 9.99 also to maybe whatever shadowy figures were uh, helping him do 9-11 uh, also. Oh, Mike, I yeah. love it. Well, we should wrap this up because we've got to tape a bonus episode before the end of the evening. Thanks so much, Adam. Thanks, Adam, guys, thank for you. having me. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Not at all. Okay, Michael's going to link to you, though, in the so in the credits, so get ready for that. Okay, well, I got an Instagram, and I'm on Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, prepare to be linked. That's sick. Great. That was another great episode of... This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.